Welcome to episode 164 of Fans of Power. Tonight's show is Pain 101. I'm your instructor, Nathan Kennedy. I'm here with Joe Motto and Tyler Baker. Guys, how's it going? I don't, Joe, I don't know how you do this all the time, man. I'm already wanting to just take this thing off. This is uncomfortable seeing another masked person. No, uh, no, it's like I was telling Tyler and you before we started. I used to have that plastic, I had a plastic Jason mask, and it was unbearable. It was horrible to do, so I switched to this paper mask. But as you guys know, this one can get unbearable at times where it starts sweating. But those masks, those are a lot hot. You know, it's like it's real hot because as you're breathing, your hot breath is just it's just permeating within that plastic. It's like, oh, it's unbearable for your face. Yeah, I mean, it's not like terrible, but I think if I was wearing this for the full hour and a half to two hour mark that we usually do for all the shows, it would be kind of bad. But the main reason I'm wearing this is because usually when we do Fans of Power, I like to show off, hey, this is what I like got in the mail. This is what I found. And, I, you know, Casey Jones mask from the uh, 1990 live action film. Now, I, 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 recommend, I recommend this mask to anybody, but I want to tell you this when you get it the way that the box shows it. The straps here, they, they just get like all floppy and everything. So I went ahead and just made sure that these are just secured down in every spot. So you just don't have like the extra stuff flying around everywhere. How much was it? Where'd you get it? I actually got this one on Amazon. They're going now for about 30 bucks, maybe, maybe a little bit more, give or take. But 30 seems to be the price point between all the, the toy websites. I don't know if this is available anywhere in stores. Because with it being a NECA product, maybe it'll show up in Target since we don't have Toys R Us anymore. Oh, shit. Hold on. Sorry. Wait. Way to go. Way to go, Joe. Okay. No, no, I, I, <laughs> see, that wasn't supposed to happen no more. Uh -huh. But what happened was my computer, it needed rebooted. I've been waiting 10 minutes for it to come up, and it just came up. And, of course, the volume was up to the moon. It, it always just defaults back to a high volume. So sorry about that. But we're, we're well, going to hey. go with that. We're going to go with this now. I'm going to be the mask guy on this show. So, Joe, we'll, we'll have a mask versus mask match. That's why. But the people already know what I look like anyway. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't want me to do it. But before we get into more stuff, first we'll say hello to Delva78, Zentron, JSP. I'm still scrolling down. Febmon. I'm scrolling a little more. Uh, I don't want to miss anybody. Uh, Zen Brown. Uh, I'm still scrolling. Uh, Imitational. Uh, Imitational says, I don't feel uh, so alone now wearing this hot, sweaty leather gimp mask. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe that's for me. Maybe I'm, yeah, I might be the gimp mask guy. I don't know. Uh, Maxworks has joined us. And I think I got there. I think I got everybody. If I missed anybody, sorry about that. But, yeah, because I used to, I told everybody I got this mask for $3 for just shipping. That was it. It was like some special on through Facebook. And I was like, oh, what the heck? Some company was advertising. Let's see if I get it. I got it. But, yeah, I wouldn't be able to wear this the whole show. Like you said, too many holes. You'll see on my face. Plus, this would be super hot. This had me suffocating. Tyler was like, what the hell are you guys doing just talking about masks for like 10 hours? Well, don't be pissed because I don't have a mask to share. So I really don't have anything <laughs> other to share other than like, I suggest Nathan not address full on Casey Jones to make it feel like extremely empowering to be wearing that mask. It makes me want to get one too because then I feel like, you know, you know, I don't have the long hair, but I, I feel like it'd be quite empowering to put that mask on. And no, it, 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 it is. Uh, I was already telling Emily, I was like, man, I should grow my hair back out again. Yeah. And then she could be your the April O'Neil to your Casey Jones. You could she, you know, she you guys scream to... and yell at each other and slam doors and stuff like that. It'd be great. She 
She doesn't want me to grow my hair back out, though. She hated it when I had long hair. <laughs> she hated it because I said something one time. I was just like, yeah, yeah the long hair. And she was like, uh, I don't know. I was like, what does that mean? She was like, well, you know, just just be glad that you're funny. And I like that you're funny. I was like, wait, what's that supposed to mean? She's like, well, I'm glad you have short hair now. I was like, all right. So there, there that is. Has she seen it at its absolute longest? Like we're talking like where it was. Past, I, yeah, past yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I shown her pictures when it was at its longest and she was like, no, because when we were dating, when her and I first started dating, my hair was like here at my shine. It didn't get much longer than that. But <laughs> sometimes she's just like, hey, hey, I, I loved you when you had long hair. That, that's kind of the, the sentence that she's thrown around every now and again. To show you that she her. her it knows the farthest of limitations that even yeah. when you had long hair, yeah. Even when I had long hair and she didn't like it, she she was around and yeah, loved me. Yeah, and yeah for example, people like Nathan would like when I stayed over at his house, he'd wash his hair and it'd be all puffed out, you know. And he'd walk around and we we like you know make fun of people on the internet, like in chat rooms and stuff like that too, and write movie reviews for like really crummy movies. And he had all like fluffy long hair. It was it was quite a humorous look. <laughs> No, yeah, that well, that that's before I actually learned how to take care of it properly and let it grow longer. But that was just like when Nathan would just, it was you know kind of like um, Yahoo serious. Like his hair was just like puff, puffed out. You know, like heard of the movie like uh, Young Einstein. It makes me think of like Nathan with long hair. Yeah, well, the people in the chat are like, you had long hair. Yes, at one point I had hair. my hair was probably about down to here. <laughs> honestly, I kept it in a ponytail all the time. And I think that's just why, like, I kept in the ponytail so much that when I would take it down, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually way longer than I thought it would ever get or be. But then you cut it off and you donate it and then you grow it again. You cut it off. I, I probably won't grow my hair back out. I, I think my hair is starting to gradually thin itself out. I think the, those days are over. Joe had yeah, a mullet once. Your days were. Back in high school when I thought I was like the ultimate warrior and I used to have long hair. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And yeah, then I cut it and I was like, that's it. Never grew it back since then. Yeah. So. But uh, well, I was going to say, just want to mention a, a couple recent things. I don't know if Tyler had anything to say as well to anybody. But first, I wanted to mention uh, a couple episodes back, I said something about the mega constructs possibly or possibly was being uh, canceled for way four. Well, they, uh, I guess. Uh, came to that rumor and, and tried to address it a week ago or so, maybe. And they said, nope, Wave 4 is still coming, so you can still get your evil in, man-at-arms. Whatever they had planned for Mega Constructs, those are coming. So that's some bit of recent news there. And also Loyal Subjects, they again, now they showed Stinkor, Orko, and everybody in pretty much regular colors. They do have a striped Orko that's going to be a chase. They didn't mention which store, so I'm not thinking it's Hot Topic. But whatever store gets this, now you can just get a regular Loyal Subjects Orko. You don't have to search for this chase one with no o and the chase now will be a like a prison strike if you remember when all the little uh trollins and the one episode i don't know if it was prison or it was beast island or damn it i can't remember tyler what was it where they had all the trollins and had um dr zoog and all them stripe prisoner trollins damn it from he-man or she-ra i think it was she-ra i think it was god damn it was it she-ra was it prisoner beast island or Oh, I don't know. Now, no, like prison, idiot, prisoners of Beast Island. I, I think that that was the one with uh 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 sorrowful. Damn it! What was the one with Warden Umpty, Doctor Zoog? It's like we, I know we the did, we, uh, we we did a commentary for it. Oh, damn it! I'm an idiot. I'm sorry, guys. I'm an yeah, idiot. It was it, um uh ah oh, hell. 
I, I think Joe just can't think of it because he's bummed out that this might not show up at Hot Topic and he won't get to go hit on all <laughs> the girls. The camera, and I get no more. I'll go back to see the girls. But either way, they have a prison striped one. That's the Chase Oracle. But you can get your right. regular Oracle. I'm, ta I'm taking this mask off. It's starting to bother yep. me now. Please do. Yeah, I can understand. But that's the only reason. I see why you do it now, though, Joe, because behind this, you can just be like, I don't know. I do feel a little you more. Need to hold on to your head like Joe does, like like you're having a migraine or something like that. Just, what, what's that, Tyler? You know, hold on to your head like so, like Joe does, where he's just. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. 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 I can do that. Yeah. You know, I've even caught yeah, myself that, with yeah, sometimes yeah, if yeah, my face scratches. Like the, the headaches that Joe does. Just. I do. And like if my face will get us like a little itch, I've caught myself doing this. I'm like, what am I doing? I can't scratch. But I'm, uh, yeah, it's a habit. But that's the only recent stuff. Nothing else beyond that that I can think of. But Tyler, I don't know if you had anything or if you were addressing anything before we started talking about uh, doing a commentary, talking about Snake Mountain and whatever else pops up masters wise. Well, go ahead. Yes, I'm going to start off by issuing a public apology for my horse's ass behavior last week. I wasn't, I wasn't happy at all. Just, just last week? Just last week. I think maybe like the past, I don't know, how long you guys been doing the show? I'm just I'm kidding. Quite, I'm quite proud of my behavior over the last like, <laughs> three years of this podcast, but last week was probably my, my lowest of lows. So I want to apologize to Joe and Nathan, everybody who listened to last week's episode. I was uh, uh, just a, a, a grumpy prick, and I just want to apologize uh, for bringing down the tone and the, the lack of enthusiasm I normally bring in my my ego was not in check last week as it, you know, it's generally, it's, it's a heavily inflated and it just was not, it was like a deflated mess last week. So I just want to apologize to everyone who, uh, missed my, um, enthusiasm and, uh, uh, he man machismo. I apologize for that last week. Apology, not, ex apology, not accepted. I'm I was like, that, that's it. Like I get crickets from that. I spent a long time saying that into the mirror, trying to get like the proper deliver for that, and you guys are just were you were you like spritzing like some water in your eye, trying to make yourself look like you're kind of I, tearing it, up a little bit. Yeah, I was kind of going for that Oscar nominated speech, you know, at the end of the year when we have like our, our you know our finest moments, and we would play that clip of me repeating this. I'm like throwing water in my face, you know. I never learned to read too, and you know, trying to hammer home the emotion, and, and you guys are like, is that true? Yeah, everything except the reading part. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh. it happens, but let me quickly, I want to say hello to... <laughs> I still got no damn acknowledgement wait, 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 about wait. this. You guys are just like, okay, moving on now. Well, we already, we already talked privately, and we all Not were just... you, but you're, this is for the, the effect of the show, where you guys are like, it's all right, Tyler. We understand. We all have... I, I mean, do, do, I need to, do I need to get in my car and come over again? Do I need to do give you, you that? you to give me? No. Don't bother. <laughs> He's like, you're on Grayskull Tower? You don't have Central Tower? He's like, then stay the hell away. Yeah, don't you stay home. Uh, but quickly, Grimbot, Eric Amen, and Omegator have also joined us in the chat room, which also Grimbot mentioned. He said the episode was greatest magic. So, okay. All right. That's Thank right. you, Grimbot. Yeah, I completely forgot. Yeah. God, I hate that when I just go. Oh, and Delvis78. Whenever I did say hello, Delvis. God, I tell you, people, I, I lose my thought in seconds. And yeah. Maybe there, I ought to just I wait till about five minutes or 10 minutes into the podcast before you start addressing everybody to keep popping in because I feel like that stretches you out quite a bit when you've like. Oh my god! You know? Well, I try. I just want to. Like yeah, I the, try. Uh, the burnt pony old. showed up here. I gotta make. We gotta make sure we say hello to her. And you know, <laughs> the burnt pony, whatever her name is, toasty pony, <laughs> the toasty. Pony. Get a writer, pay the price. <laughs> Do I need to put my mask back on? You might have nope, to. Nope. If you get, you're supporting a Jose Canseco Batman, I will back the hell off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that ain't work, Dick anymore. Yes. 
Well, and I also want to say hello. Um, and well, it was for Dan Rice and also for Delvis in the chat room. And there was some others that contacted me, thanking me too. Where I took two of those vintage coloring books that had, uh, it's like a board game. And I, you know, of course, photoshopped them together. I cleaned up the lines. I redrew some stuff and I colored it. And I said, hey, anybody wants these, you could download them. I put them on my page, other He-Man groups, and a lot of people downloaded them. And it was just cool seeing people actually download and having these physical hard copies. Like Dan Rice was even playing with uh, Philip and Alex. And on Alex's birthday, he was playing the game with Alex, and he was trying to cheat his own son. I was like, Dan Rice, you're rotten. You're, you're trying to cheat poor Alex on his birthday. It was that's terrible. A, that's, an amato, that's an Amato move right there if I've ever heard one. Yeah. yeah that's about be. as cheap as it gets. He was he was trying to take the poor kids' turns away and everything, and, and it was a live video, but it was so fun to see. And even it got shared in some weird – not weird. I didn't mean that. It got shared in a board game community that That's kind then of weird, they asked yeah. me to join. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, to be fair, that does sound kind of just odd, but I, I, I guess those – Things do exist. I never even thought about it's that. Like, oh, well, did you run it? Like, did you look around? Like, what are, what are they talk about? Is some guy like, sorry, it's the best game ever. It's like, no, no, it it's, was, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just double tr or bubble, bobble or, or bubble or bubble. Where you no, pop they cover the everything. Trouble. And they, were, they had a lot of good fantasy games that they were showing, a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, just it, it's, it's a really cool place, but. You know, I got my juices thinking. I was like, you know, I, I Photoshop and edit and re-alter these so many times. And plus, those two games both have a goofy space that if you land on and if you go back, it, like, counteracts everything to where there's parts on this game you can never reach in both games. So I thought, you know what, maybe I'll try to make my own from scratch board game. It's something I'm going to do. I'm going to make my own board game from scratch, and I'll make sure that you don't get screwed on a space where you can't go through the whole board. Even if you want to try to interpret the rules a certain way to think, well, maybe it's because of this, but I don't like having those options to where I'm thinking about, well, is it, am I supposed to, or do I do? So I'm going to make something that'll make sense. So that was still fun to do, but I'm going to make my own board game. Well, you uh, need to have a spot where you get stuck and you have to like wait a turn or like, like a tar swamp, like you're stuck in the tar swamp. Like you have to roll a five or you have to, you know, uh, kick your father in the balls or something like that. Like if Dan's playing well, with his kid, definitely. like if you live in the spot, you have to <laughs> kick your father in the balls to get out of the tar swamp or something like that. Uh, well, what I am going to do is make enough spaces to where you can actually use one dice because these games, since it was just a small fun game for a coloring book, two pages, it's basically a quarter. You flip it, heads move one space, tails was two. I was like, I want mine to at least have options where you have more spaces you can move. So yeah, it'll be with a dice thing. So there, I'll make my own thing. Have to just the say, dice, had a man. what's that? <laughs> it's inside joke with me, Nathan. I called you the dice man. Like the Nathan dice man. Yeah, it, it's, dice Andrew, man. it's Andrew Dice Clay, the comedian that you know kind of had kind of had a bit I, of prominence in the '80s, and then it just, just fell off the face of the earth. No, I yes, I definitely know his. Yes, I, I love him. <laughs> All right, that's about okay. Like, Two vulgar for the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why we just left it at the dice man. Exactly. And Im imitational, yeah. I'll maybe add Coupon King space or do something for my board game. We'll have the Coupon King be added. Yeah, yeah. So. It means you got to come up with like a, a, like a He-Man design for the for King Coupon. Like, will he be a villain on the board game where he's like, you got a free coupon from King Coupon. Please advance two spaces. Two spaces. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, come on. King Coupon's got to be a hero. Has to be. Why would he be a villain? He's, I don't know. I'm thinking along the line, lines of like Candyland, you know, where you got like the wide assortment of characters and you got like the King Licorice guy who looks like Captain Hook. 
and you got like the the the, the mud monster or something like you that. You know, I never really played Candyland that much. What? Oh, that's yeah, a fantastic no, game. No, I loved that I, game as a kid because no, like the board was so elaborate. You know, it had a lot of cool things on there. You know, so uh, that's what I—that's so. what I think. And when Joe's putting this together, I'm thinking along the lines of like Candyland or Shoots and Ladders or something like that. Because I always thought those were some of the best board games. That um, and Junior Monopoly. Zen Brown said I should make. Said Joe, make a board game and call it The Adventures of Tyler and the Mystical Tank Top. Oh, oh Jesus, your tank top's never going to go away. I, I like that. Like yeah, you can advance to like to get like you know th this tank top gives you the power of you know a bulging bicep. This one gives you the power of like a massive chest. So this one gives you like you know big back. You know, like all, but have the different designs. Like you get the Thundercat logo on one, you get the horror logo on another. You get, um, oh, this is wonderful. You get the Bionic Sex on another one, or not, no, it would all have to be He-Man related. So we'd have to have the horror logo, the Snakeman logo, Skeletor's bat, uh, the the Iron Cross, the the amalgam of like the He-Man battle armor logo. Oh, boy, this is, this is genius. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Joe. Scrap, the hell with your idea. Make this one happen. You know, and I'll, I'll donate some. I'll, I'll have Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin Trump put up some uh, like images of my face, like for like uh, these graphics. Like, oh my god, we don't need we don't need any sort of product with your face on it. All right, but you may well, want to put it up on display. You know, like with all the other uh, pictures you want to have of me. I'll mention like, at least another space like, on the board. Told me like he had uh, him and everyone to picture me in their bathroom with me. Like no, this, so that way they I, greet their day. You know, here's great Di diarrhea forever. Nice, you know, they want to wake up with a nice cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be sick. Anyway, I got a million of them here, people. Anyway, Tyler, shut up, Joe. What was it you're trying to say for like the last ten minutes? Just imitational said you bought a rancid meat from King Coupon. Lose a turn. I, hey, there so, you go. He is a villain but, after all. Well, did you want? Well, we might as well save the commentary for last if you want to do Snake Mountain now. So I figured we could uh, since. You suggest that uh, Tyler, the, the, well, the original Nathan, Snake Nathan, you may need well, to bounce here for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys do your Snake Mountain, and then I'll uh, you shoot me a text, and I'll I'll pop back in, and I'll be here for the commentary. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Now that Nathan's gone oh. here, we can have the real conversation. This, this is it's not a. Um, a massive conversation starter, but it's something I had noted about old episodes back. Not something that's really talked about a lot. And maybe some people aren't even aware of it, but just as a, as a mythology idea that there has been three rulers of Snake Mountain. And one of them, I know, never gets acknowledged um, with Skeletor, King Hiss, and the third would be in Hordak. And I just always kind of found it kind of fascinating that do people would people buy the fact that all three major faction leaders have ruled Snake Mountain at some point, or they are they dismissive of two of them and see it strictly as something that Skeletor has always had? Did they like the idea that King Hiss ruled it at some point, or did he ever rule it at any point, or the idea that maybe he did rule it when he got banished to the Void, Hordak took over, trained Skeletor there, and then retreated to Etheria and started the Fright Zone? I kind of feel like it's one of those things. Does it make sense to tie Hordak into the Snake Mountain at all just for the sake of trying to tie in everything? Is it an interesting idea at all? Or is it strictly no more than something that Filmation did to kind of just tie everything together before the Snake Man ever came along? Yeah, because, I mean, from the Filmation cartoon, I mean, I thought in one of those episodes, didn't Skeletor say that he built Snake Mountain with the Golden Discs of Knowledge or from the Golden Discs of Knowledge? Maybe that's what made him build Snake Mountain? Or was there some story like that? I, I can't remember how that went. Uh, it's 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 kind of that's the thing. It was like with filmation, 
And honestly, like Golden Distant Knowledge is an episode I've watched like to the bare minimum. I don't like. Oh, I don't okay. care for that. I don't care for that episode. And you know then... what? I, I'm not ashamed to admit I do not have that episode memorized, other than the fact that I'm like, eh. you know. And then I it's... thought you're right. Then there was an episode I thought of Shira where they mentioned about how it was like Hordak's lair, but I was like, but did Skeletor build it? But then when he banished, when you know Hordak went to Etheria, is it then just now Skeletor's? It's like, so. Yeah, I got kind of confused, a little confused, and of course I didn't memorize all the stuff from every episode. And I'm hoping that eventually Grimbot pops up here to at least correct me because I'm sure he will. But it was least... mentioned the secret of the sword. That that that's that's where I'm, I'm really pulling this from is that when the Horde was on Eternia, they were there. They resided in Snake Mountain. That it was skeleton. That was Hordak's throne. Because when he returns and sees their Snake Mountain, says my old throne room. I always found that to be kind of fascinating to think that. In this in this mythology, which it's just an idea that has never touched on again, or if it is, it must be like in a maybe in a UK annual or something like that. But I just never saw anything, hey, any other media that acknowledged that. that idea. I think in one of the UK stories because I have some of those, um, I have about fifty of them, but I think there's like over seventy of those UK magazines. Like they have amazing stories, but a lot of them are different here and there. And I thought in one of them there was a mention about. They even tried to explain the Toy Snake Mountain that uh, apparently Skeletor was not pleased with the original design of Snake Mountain, which is why he made this design. It's like they tried to write in the design of the toy one, which uh, it was better fortified because maybe the original design he thought was not fortified enough for Hordak in case Hordak wanted to invade or something. I'm, I'm trying to remember my like I said, my whole entire memories of all them are a little scattered, but I thought they tried to. Put that into that because otherwise you know it's like interesting when you look at all the merchandise for uh masters of the universe anytime they showed snake mountain at least most of the time i could be wrong and i'm sure others will correct me most of the merchandise always showed the toy snake mountain from the lunch boxes to the dark games to anything you can think of had that toy but i myself can't remember much filmation snake mountain merchandise and i don't know if that's because obviously when they're selling the toys they're wanting to sell obviously what you know you have or what? Do you remember much filmation Snake Mountain? I, I, I mean, tend to, I tend to recall, like in a lot of the mini comics, like not in the earliest ones, but a lot of them would use a, a Snake Mountain that was reminiscent of the filmation version, like where you'd see a mountain with a snake wrapped around it, and you're not like like in the Obelisk, you've clearly seen the toy version, but in like Clash of Arms or um, uh, uh, Hordak, the Ruthless Leader's uh, Revenge, you see a mountain with a snake wrapped around. Oh, and a uh, snake attack. Has a very cool looking snake mountain drawn by Bruce Tim, which is a mountain with a snake wrapped around it. It's like at one point they really decided to make the filmation style the focus in certain aspects. Not everything, but like Tila yeah. took on that look, Man in Arms did, Snake Mountain did, but then Evil Image showed up, she still had the yellow skin. So it was just kind of like they kind of picked and choose, you know, what they wanted to use, but kind of odd yeah, though that they right. were so dismissive of, of that toy design in a lot of the media. Not all of them, but. No, but you're right. When it came to like the comics and the books and some of that stuff, it would always kind of go back and forth between toy and you know filmation design, but like merchandise pieces of backs of cameras and stamp sets and everything else that I can almost think of. I was always seeing the toy. And also Zen Brown did want to jump in and said, in the episode Golden Discs of Knowledge, Xanthor said that Skeletor built Snake Mountain. So, okay. All right, well, thanks, Zen Brown. I knew something was in my head about the Golden Discs of Knowledge and Skeletor building it. I just... I couldn't remember if that was me just, again, making stuff up with, you know, scattered memories in my head. But 
you know, of course, you know, when you think of NYP, yeah, we all hear the thing with King Hiss. I, I kind of, it seems, I don't know, to me, I mean, yes, okay, we got the Snake Men, Snake Mountain, but it's like, it's almost so cliche, like, okay, just because they're Snake Men, they had to be the ones that created or the ones that were with Snake Mountain, and don't get me wrong, it's cool, but I kind of like to be in, you know, just Skeletor's place. I mean, Hordak originally maybe being a person that, you know, was there too as well from Filmation, eh, it's okay, but... I like just when somebody can have their own place because Skeletor otherwise before Snake Mountain and some of the early material, like, you know, some of the books, wasn't it just like underground underground caverns or caves he dwelled in or something? Or I'm trying to think of like, um, you know, like to the very, very first, like before many comics or even the, uh, you know, like uh, the Revenge uh, of Skeletor, like record book or cassette book where he comes from Infinita. Like I don't think there's, I, I don't recall there's any acknowledgement, even a, a, you know, a dwelling for Snake for Skeletor at the time because it hadn't been created yet, you know, because Snake Mountain wouldn't show up till Filmation in '83 and then as a toy in '84. Uh, um, well, so. damn it, I hate that I'm I'm getting sketchy on that too because some of those story record books, like um, you know, the black and white ones that they did mm -hmm. with records, those had like the Adam story in that and the whole council of uh elders and Zodak and Kessel Grayskull being transformed from the Hall of Wisdom to Castle Grayskull. Like in some of them stories and now I'm trying to think was was the filmation Snake Mountain in it? I haven't looked at that one in so long. That's why I was hoping another person would help us, but hello to Ronald Oder. Thank you for joining us. But damn it, now Tyler I don't know. Oh I feel bad. Well, I mean well no I, I don't stress over that kind of stuff because it's so quick to forget. Or so easy to forget that the, the I mean everything was constantly evolving, even as it's was in its infancy. Everything was being changed left and right, and yeah. you know that's why I feel like it's so easy to get this stuff mixed up because there, you know, no, no matter no matter how many facts us or our listeners can find, it was constantly changing to where there really isn't a definitive canon of any of this stuff. It's it's always been a pick and choose, even though the masses will tend to look towards the formation cartoon for the bulk of it. Everything was different. No, nothing really kind of followed the same template. Everyone just from the many comics. Hell, Star Comics was using uh, the uh, the Snake Mountain playset, like in you know your favorite issue with the meteors. You know, yeah. Skeletor's leaving the Snake Mountain playset, even though at that time that when that book came out, you know, Filmation was very prominent as well, being used a lot. But they're still going back to that as well. So I, I just kind of feel like you know what? It's it's easy to to not have all of it memorized because. There, there still is no consistency, even when the way yeah. with the bios going on, like things are constantly changing and evolving. So, it's um, I still like to look at all this stuff as like you know the choose your own adventure books where you can kind of, you know, pick and choose what you want. But I think if we were to take a vote, I mean, I, I and that's why I brought this up is that you know you kind of felt that you're very, and which was interesting because the snake men are prominently written in is being tied to. Snake Mountain, like, like King of the Snake Men, when you know King Hiss is being brought back out of the depths of Snake Mountain by Skeletor. If you have the commercial from the depths of Snake Mountain come the Snake Men, they are promptly tied to Snake Mountain when, once they are unleashed in '86. But the fact that Joe says he doesn't look at them as being anything more than just locked in Snake Mountain and not necessarily the, you know, the official ruler of Snake Mountain at that point. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, uh, yeah, along those lines, because I would like it. Oh, hello to Jake, Jake Juggalo. Um, I, I would like to see that if this, 
the Snake Men were to have their own unique. Like, would you like, say, like, because eventually they're living in the Viper Tower as the line progresses, like in Revenge of the Snake Men, that's their hideout. <laughs> like, they've left Snake Mountain and reside in the Viper Tower. Oh, something like that. I just wanted them to have something unique. I mean, just picture that again, even place that form. Let's say that this line could have continued and it was really successful. Let's say that hypothetically we got four more years of Masters of the Universe back in the 80s. I would think they would have tried to come up with a concept of a snake, the snake men lair, their own version of something, whatever they could come with, however creepy and wet, slimy, whatever features it could come with. That's a hell of a thing to think of. What the hell could they have done if they would have made a snake men lair? I would have liked, you know, to, not like liked the, them to come up with something called the snake pit. You know, like that, that sounds like, even though it's, I'm not using it as a reference to the NYP episode, but that sounds like, a marketing name for a snakeman playset, like the snake pit playset, you know, with like, you know, something kind of like, uh, like a Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, when Andy goes down in the, into the, the, the crypt and, and all the snakes are all over the place, something with that looks very ancient looking with pillars and a throne for King Hiss to sit on and uh, something that would have like a, you could have like a pit of like rubber snakes that, that would come with the playset that you could kind of toss in there and, and have like a, like a, Kind of like a trap door for a He-Man or someone to fall down to, like a snake pit, have to fight all the snakes off. Something that would, would probably be, be kind of small, layer. like the Fright Zone playset, not a big playset. I was just going to say that. I would rather it be like a Fright Zone because I loved, of course, the gimmick of Snake Mountain and Castle Grayskull opening and having that castle, that yeah. type of lair. But the Fright Zone, as simplistic as it kind of looks, and people thought, you know, back then, some of them thought, oh, it wasn't really that big. That was yeah. one that I really had the most fun with because – it was all presented right in front of you. You could use the hand puppet as the monster. You get caught in the trap. You get people thrown in the cell or the jail. If you're climbing to the top to get around, that tree would grab you. It had some cool-ass features or something that didn't open up, and I appreciated that. That's why, yeah, a snake mountain layer to something maybe wouldn't open, but just, just lots of traps, pitfalls, and little gimmicks and spring things. Maybe there could even be, like, like let's say, a rock you were climbing up, and you stand, you hit a button, and it'd be a spring-loaded trigger that makes you fly off of that. That would be something kind of cool, too. I would even bring back the puppet gimmick and bring a snake puppet that could come up through the bottom of the playset to attack, you know, somebody. Like, Because I, I think it's such a genius idea that was used for sectars as well. Like, I would like to use it as, like, you get, like, a, a like a, maybe a two-layer here where they essentially fall down to this middle layer, and you would take a snake puppet and come up through the bottom of the playset, and you get He-Man right here, and you can use one of your hands to, you know, to kind of play back and forth. Kind of something very similar, but used a little bit differently. And uh, playing up like meaning, the, yeah, don't use a you know not to knock the old set, but definitely not rubber because not a lot of those things have survived because the rubber. Oh has no, they corroded. have, but that's kind of what I was thinking that it would, or you can make it like a nice like plush puppet or something. But I almost feel like the rubber like hand puppet looked a little bit more menacing unless if you were to, like use well, a plush puppet, it wouldn't look menacing as a child to me. But if, if they you had at least the material like how the sectors where you could hands could go in for some of those. And whether it would be, like you said, you might have wanted a snake or whatever it could be, but if it could have a different type of material that went over to where it wasn't rubber. All right, still all right. Dancing. The fact that you just said using your hands, why not make it a five-headed snake? Like you put your fingers in each one of the heads. Like a hydra. Almost like, like a, a hydra, hydra or dragon or snake. Yeah. Not a hydra, but like the hydra, but it's all yeah. snakes. Like a big mess of snakes connected to one body. 
and you're moving Wait. it around att attacking the hero. Wait a second. How about this? A chamber that you take your king, his figure that goes in, and then you spin around, and it's supposed to be like a transformation, and now you can control the head of King Hiss, his four arms, and it's like you're controlling a big, juiced-up version of King Hiss and all its snakes that you're now trapped in this section of his lair. That'd be kind of freaky. You could finally yeah. have him moving. Yeah, I, I think that. I think we're on to something here, people. You know. We're doing it. We're creating stuff right now. Let's go. We're going to start getting this. Let's get it put out. Let's have another set. The return of vintage-style playsets. We've had the figures come back. Let's get, we get, on, get on the phone problem. with them guys from Funko, man. We got an idea for a great playset. They could call it yeah. like the generic, like just call it the Snake Pit playset that, hint, hint, wink, wink, ties in with a certain vintage toy line, you know. And that exactly. way you can kind of display it with the snake men, but not advertise for the snake men. But we all know it would be used for the snake men kind of thing. That could be that would be cool as hell. Hello, your favorite blockhead. Want to say hello to you, too. But yeah, that'd be another cool thing. See, there's there's so many damn ideas. And, you know, I wanted to go back to something you said real earlier when you're talking about a choose your own adventure. I do remember uh, a ladybird book, one of the smaller ones, I believe it was called the Memory Stones. If I'm wrong, I hope somebody corrects me. But that one was a choose your own adventure book. I liked it. There was a part you start off and it says, if you want to do this, turn to this page or turn to that page. So it was one of the first E-Man choose your adventure stories that I can remember. I don't remember many others. Do you? Uh, no, I was not aware there were any, but I think it, I think it'd be a great idea to have something like that in media, in the mythology of media for He-Man. I almost feel like it, it lends itself well to, you know, you, you read the book as He-Man, then you decide, you know, do we decide to take this path? Do we decide to you know, go on foot and send Battle Cat back to the palace. If you go on foot, then you, I don't know, I just kind of feel like it lends itself well to that idea of choosing your own adventure. Like, I, I feel like um, it would work well with, like, children's books, but also with, like, young adult books of deciding, you know, do we listen to Zodak and say, you can go further, but you have to turn the power sword over to me. But if you choose not to, I, man. It's something great going. That's what I mean. With that Memory Stones book, it's something, it's such a cool gimmick because it always worked for Dungeons and Dragons. I had a couple volumes of those Dungeons and uh, Dragons set books from when I was a kid, and I still have one of the sets to where it's the Choose Your Own Adventure. But, I mean, they did it in the UK. I think it'd be great if they were ever to bring back some type of books here in, you know, the US or anything. Just get some fun gimmicks. Just not, like you said, not just for the kids, but young adults and adults. Just, it's yeah. kind of cool. It, it definitely can have you reminisce, especially when you're an adult and you enjoy it. But, Kids should have that too, and definitely give more options besides just having comic books or a straight storybook. To have more of those, to have choose your adventures would be great. It's not just a kind of gimmicky stuff that people would eat up. I mean, hell, people are excited about the little golden books that'll be coming out yeah. next year for He Man and She Ra, and those are geared for kids two to five years old. So even if adults think that's cool, what the hell do you think that, that we've got some other type of stuff? We'll buy it up. There's no doubt. Yeah. It it's just, it's an untapped property right now. And it sucks that everyone's just kind of sitting on it. Well, I didn't collect dust or being made fun of in the public eye and not really utilizing a lot of like really fun ideas you could have to apply to children, young adults and fully grown adults, the collectors and stuff like that. Instead of just high, high priced out the ass statues and stuff like that. There's a lot more you could do with the He-Man property, you know, and, and instead of like writing bad comic books, you could write, you know, a lot of fun stuff like this. It, it would lend itself well to board games. Like, I don't, I've never played the role playing board games, but I almost feel like with what you're saying about the choose your own adventures, like, you know, trying to decide do we go with you go with Stridor? Do we go with Battle Cat? Do we go with the Wind Raider? 
I, I just kind of feel like you could pick and choose, like what weapons you'd use, what vehicles you would use. What are you going to go to the fright zone and take out this? Like, do, do, um, do you go to Snake Mountain or do you go to the uh, the, the three towers? Like, it could end quick or it could go longer, just depending on how you're feeling the path. You know, it could go four to eight different ways. I remember some of those old adventure books. It was quick because somebody just asked me, Zentron said, was was that one of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon show books? No, it wasn't. It was, uh, you know, the, the D&D Dungeons and Dragons style, not based off of the cartoon. But I remember those. Sometimes you could do a thing and bam, it was done quick. But then you do it again. It seemed like it lasted a while. But I, it's just like you said, beyond the action figures, like I said, we just brainstormed about a playset. Now, this is within, God, five minutes when we're rambling, and we're getting some cool-ass ideas. That's what's always fun is back and forth when we're doing this, and people here in the chat room are saying the same thing. It's fun just when you could just do this brainstorm, and it's almost like when the best ideas come. God, we went from action uh, playsets to now talking about books and board games, and oh, there's so many cool things beyond just the figures. The figures, don't get me wrong, are cool, but we like it all. You know, it keeps everything alive. It keeps the property going when you can have more out there for people to choose from. See, I'll, I'll just, I would love to see someone like put it, put a design together. With something. Like I would love to see an idea that would, I mean, cause I, I really like what we did with the snake men place it. Like I, I like the idea of coming up with some sort of ancient, you know, uh, fancy, like kind of like a Medusa's temple in clash of the Titans, the original, the good one where you got the pillars and all this to make it look creepy and spooky, but you got to have, that Conan the Barbarian feel with uh, the giant snake that uh, that uh, Subutai and Conan go after. Kind of have that feel, but you have that five-headed snake come out of the snake hole. You know, I just like that. That would be so much fun to have yeah, that kind of would, that that God. That's such a genius action feature. That uh, you know to, what? Don't put it past Funko not to do something because remember they gave us a bat cave for their five and a half inch DC line. Remember they are doing Conan figures based off of the movie. You never know. What if they did have some snake playset planned? Wouldn't that be oh, crazy? That would be tremendous to have something like that. Some something that you you could really pose Conan and Subutai with, and and Thulsa uh, Doom hanging around and have a giant snake that you could pose with the figures or something like that. But I love the puppet idea. That was such yeah. an ingenious idea that they did with that and with Sectars, and I just think it would lend itself well to another playset, but just change it up so it doesn't look like it's a complete copy of the Fright Zone playset. Man, right, I, I really a, want to see a design of that. You know, It would be great. I, I mean, I've seen people like, I've seen uh, our buddy Michael, he, him and uh, I, th I think his kids, I think Colton, I think they were, I think he was showing his uh, DC uh, playset for the Batcave, all the figures and just seeing kids, you know, playing and growing up and having fun like how we did, but just, you know, to get the user imagination. I just, yeah. I, I'm thinking, just like I said, with this resurgence of the five and a half inch line style figures and stuff, and definitely how Funko at least put out, uh, you know, that Batcave, you never know. Them, maybe even Super 7, if they thought, what else could we do for the five and a half inch? Line? Well, that's what I really I just, wish they would, if they're going to do the accessory stuff, I really wish Super 7 would just push and focus on the the the, the five and a half inch vintage figures. Like, I, I would like to see... Some like a playset that would coincide with Hero and Eldor, like a cave of power kind of thing, or like a, a small like little uh, castle thing, or like a, a wizard's home for to, to, to set up those guys, or diorama sets, something that would coincide with all the vintage stuff because the classic is just too expensive, man. I just definitely anything's done with the classics, which I'm still bummed. We have yet to find out who the next batch of the, the, the collector's choice line is. Like, I'm, I'm like. Do we give up on that at this point to not have any kind of idea 
of who's coming in that next wave. Is there even another wave coming? Period. At this point, you know what was? Uh, I'm glad you said that. One of those groups, I thought Super Seven had some kind of preview coming soon picture, like a teaser of something. But I don't know if it's more collector's choice if they're finally going to show those or if it's. I don't know. It if better it's not be more like a, here comes Filmation Evil Lynn. You know, <laughs> please, please give us something that you know that's that's not a variant. Oh, yeah, but um, it, but I, I just feel like... I'm sure they they have to see it. They have to see the the demand that five and a half inches created, not only from them, but I'm sure they do look at other companies and they see what Funko has done and this demand for those style figures. And maybe they will see, maybe we should pump out more. And like you said, not always have to be just uh, filmation versions of everything, creating new characters, given a chance to try to make new beasts or play sets or anything, just do more beyond just the variants. I'm, I think they would understand there's a demand for that. And you never know, maybe when there's a show coming up, I don't know the next comic convention when the heck that happens, but maybe we'll have something. Probably won't be till February. Like at the New York toy fair. I think it's, I think it's the oh, one in February. Yeah. I, I know there's one in February. Cause we've always done like, you know, reveals for stuff that's come out around that time. But uh, okay, uh, okay, hell, I, I think know. that was the last one we did where, where like, uh, I think like Karg and the rest of them had been uh, revealed. Ah, that sounds familiar. I think. God, man, it seems like it's been a while. It's been well, a it while. Has been. So it's unfortunate what... we haven't had any like new toy reveals for any of this stuff. You know, it's some. Um, you know, it's it's because I don't know. We don't know what really goes on, and I know they can only answer what they can. And I'm sure there's like reasons why we haven't gotten news, but it's just disheartening to know that we haven't got like an update on any classic figures or anything that would coincide with Hero and Eldor or something like that. You know. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I feel bad because I can't even remember when Hero and Eldor are coming out. Do you? I can't remember the date. I remember, like, we, we bought, we paid for them in September. And hell, that's the last I remember about anything of it. That's it. <laughs> At like, least the I, back I, metal, I, though. Anybody's <laughs> guess as good as mine. I mean, I, I did, you know. I'm just glad they gave the back metal thing, though, because I remember at one time yes. we didn't think that yes. was going to happen. Two big thumbs up. You back metal the sucker how it should be. So fantastic on that. But man, that was a fun brainstorming, man. I had a blast with that. I love that. That's one of the parts I think I enjoy the most on the show is when we just do this random brainstorming out of nowhere. It's just the ideas start pouring out. I'm really like quite fixated on the snake men playset. Like to think that I've never even thought about that until you said that. And it makes me feel like that opens up a lot of potential for a fun playset where you could take nods from Raiders of the Lost Art and Clash of the Titans and Conan the Barbarian and come up with this epic small play set that really is just built around either a giant snake or snakes or something like that, like a big gimmick and maybe a throne and some rubber snakes to throw in there too to kind of kind of spice up the place there or something like that and a couple of gimmick traps and stuff like that too and just have a, a field oh man, it's just man it's just like Dave Cornett says. The people who know how to don't have the money, and the people who have the money don't know how. Yeah. And this was just a short brainstorm if we sat and did it long. Uh, if we were in uh, a, a boardroom of like Mattel executives, it's like, hire these men, you know? You know, there's times that, uh, if you guys didn't know, when me and Tyler sometimes would just do a random talk when it has nothing to do with fans of power, and we were talking about other things, and just when we just start doing the rambling and the back and forth, Man, it just it keeps it can pour out and pour out, and 
Yeah, that's sometimes when we should record stuff too, or even write it down. The amount of ideas that could come if we even. Think oh, I won't forget guy. this idea. Like I know we we like we, we thrown out various ideas of like if we were to do like a new comic book or a, a TV series, like kind of tying in Hordak, how he becomes fixated on technology and making module like the source of the reason behind that, or all these other ideas you and I have tossed out for like cannons and stuff like that too. Which you know, I know some people have you know have said that they thought they were cool ideas and stuff like that. So it's just unfortunate, you know. Uh, to not be able to really maximize these ideas so much and put them to good use instead of just, you know, throwing it out into the air now. Now anybody can grab those ideas and pass them off as their own. And we don't even That's get right. a check in the mail for $5. Take it and run with it and make it good. Don't make it just different. You know, is that something sometimes somebody has an idea and all that remains sometimes out of an idea could be just a name and everything else. Like the whole story got taken away. The whole concept of the figures or the look at design of something just gone. It's like, well, it's a cool name for the set, but now we're going to change everything. But at least you named it. It's like, yeah. So, <laughs> no yeah. Then you kind of feel like, do you want to take credit for something that is not yours and barely any, you know, would you, would you take credit if, um, like when they, they, you named the character Sky High, but they changed the design. So the character you named is not the one that you fell in love with. It's something completely different. Like, are you more, that, would you be more, would you be more satisfied knowing that you got the name or that, you know what, you know what, we like this, but we're going to change the design, you know, or, 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 even, or even this, the fact that you named this character, but they said, you know what, we like the idea of taking that character and actually making somebody, but we don't like the name. But knowing Joe decided to name this character that's just floating around in the background, gave us an idea to make this into a new character, but we'll change the name. Like you had something to well, do hey. with acknowledging that character, but it, oh, that it's, been it's fine. changed. Just no, I mean, hell, if he had a different name, but he was made into a figure, I'd be happy. That's why I'm just double happy that he got put into figure form after all these years, and they used the name that I came up with. That was just me doing backflips, and it's like, no, I know some people say, "Are you mad you didn't get credit?" It's like, no, because I understand, I can't, I would never get legal credit, and I wouldn't expect that. It's just most people know in the He-Man community that they remembered all the threads and posts everywhere I did about him. So they know, oh yeah, he named him, but that's just good enough for me that he got turned into a figure and the icing on the cake is they did use sky high. Oh man, what a dream. I mean, cause that's all I ever did as a kid point at that poster. And I would always ask my parents, why isn't he out? I didn't understand that he was a background character and I just started nicknaming him sky high. When I was like 10 years old. So to hear that happen from when I was a kid and now in reality as an adult, that happening, Oh man, that was that was just a dream come true. So I'm so glad he got turned into a figure and has that name. Well, you know, just knowing that that happened for you leaves me hope that maybe one day they'll decide the version of hero that we got sucks, so, and they'll go to a version that the fans deserve. It's now time to get Nathan into the show because it's it's starting. To... Here we go. Now the air's being sucked into... out of the room here. <laughs> no, but to fill up, no, that fill was up fun. a certain ego. Yeah, now we'll we'll do some more uh, freestyle brainstorming next week too. We'll have to we'll love doing that. But if you want, why don't you text I Nathan? Get Nathan, let him know. Uh, quit making out with his babe there and get in here. Yeah, because we're gonna do commentary on all oh, great episode. I love this episode, and I didn't know which link that you'd have. I don't know if it's down below. We'll have to ask Nathan because one that I clicked on earlier had all those damn ads in it. And there, like, there is there is another option or two available on YouTube. So I just picked the one from the official He-Man YouTube channel, but I don't have ads because I got YouTube Premium. So, oh crap! Um, I'm gonna have to do like a quick click past it all, so I don't worry about that. So I'm gonna try to find that while you text uh, 
Nathan. I'm going to try to get past all those and suggest that people in the chat room, if they click on it too, they'll know how to click past the ads. It's like you kind of click to the end and I think it, or you have to manually just click past one, then you X off the ad, click past another, and then you can just take it to the beginning. Yeah. So far, I, I see about 10 ads that I'm knocking off of this. Well, I think it's, it's got to be from the one from the official YouTube channel too. It is. It is. So I'm just waiting for everything to run past it. Once it's done, I can know I can do it. But people in advance, just type in to save Skeletor on YouTube if you're going to split screen so you can watch us, listen to us, and watch the cartoon episode as well. You can uh, see those little yellow, yeah, see the yellow dots click past it. Oh, yeah, yeah, because all that stuff, I had to do it too. It's all just the little blips that pop up at the little advertisements at the bottom of the screen that you can X yeah, out. And but occasionally, yeah. like yeah. every fourth one might have a an ad, but you can click that video off in five seconds. So yeah. I, I just have four more. And then after I do that, I can be done. So anybody uh, else, if you can watch it, do the same thing. I was going to say the link is down below for the episode. So you guys can just click in the description and then click on that. And that'll take you right to the one we're going to watch there. And I clicked past every ad. Now I'm ad free right now. So after you give a couple seconds and you think people are ready, you can give them the thumbs up. Tyler is going to do the countdown like always. And then we can fire it up. Yeah, I was sitting there and I was like, man, when's the commentary going to happen? Because I'm in there watching Emily play the Pokemon game on Nintendo Switch. And it's your Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, she was uh, doing all right, I guess. I, I try when she's playing games. I, I'm, I'm like, how Joe is to me, I'm like that to her, I guess. They're like, come on, hey, man, I'm Emily. Look at me, I'm Emily. I'm playing but but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as mean about it like Joe is to me. Mm. I'm not really mean. I just will remind you sometimes if you're terrible during a game, that's all. But I'm not, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, by good. the way, I heard you you're pissing all over Peacekeepers, too. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, Peacekeepers I'm isn't sorry. good, is it, Joe? Well, oh, yeah, we haven't, we haven't had this conversation with Tyler yet. Uh, we should have done that on Retro, not fans. Yeah, a quick. This will be a quick one-minute conversation. Yeah, while you guys are kind of getting geared up. Peacekeeper sucks. Yeah, they can get their stuff ready for this one-minute thing. No, the thing is, first I played Rival Turf, you know, from Jalico, and I thought, eh, it was okay, it wasn't bad. But I was like, eh, it's no Final Fighter Streets of Rage. And then a year or two later came the Peacekeepers, and I was like, what the hell happened? The whole flow of the game, the the play mechanics. I was like, okay, this is terrible. But, I mean, if you like it, that is cool. It's just... I was like, oh, I hate Don't be all no. PC about it. If you thought it sucked, had the balls it, to say it. It, it sucked. sucked. It, it sucked. It was just, it was bad. I never, I mean, I never I did just, get it because I remember you told me you were going to play. I'm like, I never did get a review on Peacekeepers from Joe. Yeah, I think Joe just got wrapped up doing his Smurf, Smurf customs or something like that. It was just, yeah, that that was a bad game, and I was so thankful I didn't buy it back in the day. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel bad for anyone that did spend their hard-earned money on that game back then. That was a terrible was... game. I wouldn't even have rented it. It's not even worth the money to rent. It's, it's a bad game. But, <laughs> all right, well, Nathan, I think everybody's pretty much set in the chat room now. So, if Tyler, you want to get set in the countdown with 3, 2, 1, we'll kick I'll it give off. you a countdown. Smash your <laughs> head clean out of your ass. <laughs> all right. Uh. 3, 2, 1, Shigora. I'm going to ask this while the intro is playing because you guys are going to probably know this more than anybody else. So we know that uh, He-Man and Skeletor have to kind of team up to save the day. How many how many times has this happened through the course of this series run? 
Nathan, I'll let you know, Tyler, no more than me. I, I know Evil Seed, um, but pretty much past that, I know Tyler's going to know everything. I don't know everyone. I know Evil Lynn teaming up with uh, Attila when I think they had to fight Kothos or something, but yeah. I mean, there, there's a temporary team up in Gateway to Trouble, but for the most part, it's uh, these are the two prominent team up episodes. Like that's the main focus. Like that's essentially what the episodes are really written around. And when people think of the of the Skeleton Human teaming up, they think of this episode in Evil Seed because of the, they're they're the ones that they clearly. There are moments where like they're acknowledging we have to team up. So these yeah, are pretty when much they're going the two. against a big evil. That's what always freaked me out is when there was something that bad to where they had to team up together it was just it was something that really caught your attention as a kid not just a kid but just anybody that was a a fan of the cartoon seeing that's like wow and again for people that are watching this and if they've never seen it before you're not going to get any stuff to where people want to say this is corny it's silly it's stupid if people say that who are watching cartoons nowadays look at this they just obviously their tastes is quite different because this starts off right from the get-go like what the, i remember this moment here just like you did tyler when when you see Whiplash coming, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, because I, I saw this on VHS, so this was a big deal to me, like to see Whiplash in action again, and then seeing Fisto for the first time. Like, whoa, Fisto's in this! Yeah, because yeah. this, fir- this was the first episode for both Whiplash and Fisto for the series. So this this is a big deal. Also- and the Man in Arms with his Mason, which is something we don't see much. I was just going to say, is that one of the few times he had his Mason there? Yep. Doesn't happen much, but that's his, probably his, one of his more prominent poses with it. And seeing Whiplash when he collapsed, you're going, what is going on? And playing that dramatic music like they love to do, and he's yeah. wanting the help, you know, of well, King Randor, the kingdom, and he's summoning the court physicians, or I mean the, well, whatever. Yeah, this just was weird to see, and then him explaining what was going on. Damn, I love this episode. Yeah, this is a great I mean, this transition to Snake Mountain here, the music kicking in. Like, Nathan, when you're seeing this, you're like, oh, man, now I know why they picked this episode. This is just makes my nipples hard. Yeah, yeah. once everything comes into play, I, I realize why Tyler picked this. Because it's, uh, you've gotten a lot in other animated series, but it, it is always cool. And I can imagine, like, Joe and Tyler's reactions as kids seeing this and just sort of being blown away, knowing that, like, they're going to have to team up. That had to be, like, a super cool feeling for the oh, both yeah. of you. It was. It re- it was just uh, like I mean, Shigor was like a, a you know a good villain. I know it has more of an impact on Joe, but as a kid, I was I was more excited about the team up and seeing Fisto and Whiplash in the episode too. I'm kind of yeah. surprised well, that parents weren't open arms about the, that part right there. It's like hey, Skeletor's trying to summon demons, which is like one of the few times because all his parents were bitching about all the you know devil yeah. worship and demonic possession stuff like that in the first season. So to think that. One of these early second season episodes got away with summoning demons from another dimension, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like it, got, it slipped through. Everything though about this episode, from Shigor to the team up, I mean, I loved it all. And just I know when I first seen, it, I was like, oh, he kind of looks weird. Like you know, some people thought it was oh, kind of laughable how he looked. But when you see him getting angry, when you see what he does, it changes the whole tone, dynamic, and feel of this character. That anything you thought might have been silly when you first seen him go right out the window when you start seeing stuff like Skeletor getting pissed, like, okay, now he's going to use his powers on him, and it's nothing. When I, I remember when I seen that and he laughed, that scared me. It really scared me as a kid. It's like, well, what is he going to do against this thing? Because <laughs> he's wanting to summon this to help, you know, conquer Eternia, but 
now you got somebody brought from another dimension that he's got a whole different plan. He's just going to want to rule Eternia or, you know, get Castle Grace going. As you see, he has a whole other plot towards the end, but yeah. Well, let me ask Nathan then, like, what, like, because Joe loves this. I'm sorry. Sorry, Joe. No, it's fine. It's just, this is my favorite episode of, of all the cartoon. I mean, of all Dalmatian He-Man. Oh, what took you guys so long to do a commentary for it? Well, you know how Joe yeah. is when I say doing a conversation. Eh, well, you know, I'd rather talk about this, uh, you know, Guatemalan, you know, uh, evil in origin. <laughs> you know, like, what the hell's that from? Oh, well, you know, it's uh, it's kind of hard to find there, but it's available in here. You got it's about uh, twenty-seven pages. There you go. You know, it's it's dubbed by some guy who doesn't speak English, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll I'll see what I can do, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. Joe doesn't really suggest commentaries for the most part. Like he, yeah. I think for the most part leaves that, it out to me. So that was frightening. That's when you seen how pissed he really looked when trap doll shot him and he turned and that just, and then this just slapping whiplash, like nothing like, like just pimp smack him just out the way. This face right here, that, that got me going. That's when I was like, okay, no more was I thinking if anybody thinks silliness, that was all seriousness. Like, what are they going to do? And then now, is this kind of one and done for this character at all? Or is yes. It, okay. Yeah. You would think yeah, he, that that maybe ahead, they would have, uh, you know, kind of found a way to to bring him back at some point too. I, I really feel like there were so many, you know, great villains that show up, but you know, for the most part, I mean, it was very fortunate if any one shot villain ever got like another parents, like uh, Negator, uh, Kothos, uh, Count Marzo, you know. Mulcrum, yeah. Mulcrum, yeah. It's just it's kind of one of those things where you, I mean, well, well, the Mulcrum only got the one appearance, whereas like Negator had two, Count Marzo had two or three, Kothos had two or three. Um, uh, it, it's just you felt like they really could have kept going with the series with how many original villains they introduced, like Mask and Shigori, it would have been interesting. the Game Master. Um, but what it's a shame like Shigori could have been brought back easily, yeah. Yep. The music always is hit at home when they play. There's something about that peaceful kind of, you know, dramatic all type of music. And then when the source was speaking in that beautiful voice and then speaking all about, you know, Shigora and what this demon's about. I love those moments. That is, man, what is it? Why can't cartoons just capture that magic? Well, that and, and knowing too that they only had certain pieces of music that were done for the show. If you play them in the right moments, they have just, oh. I mean, a great impact if you know when to position them in the episode. It builds like, up. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just it comes down to good direction, good editing. It's just like this is the parts we have, the stock animation we have. Let's use this stock animation three. Let's use this piece of music, and it intensifies something that you've seen images of before. But and then this secret passageway is never referenced again. This is strictly like the one time, which I'd imagine for State Mountain, there's probably are a lot of secret passageways. They probably had to uh, like fill that one up, find a different one, because now, like, damn it, now they know how to get in the Snake Mountain. Yeah. I, mean, I was going to ask, did it ever get touched on again, like, when they kind of find their secret passageways on, on both ends of Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain? Is that something that's ever exploited again later on in the show, or is it just sort of, like, forgotten about? Pretty much, like, it's kind of, like, established that when there's an assault on Snake Mountain, like, He-Man knows where to go. They've gone into the, 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 the Snake Head, They've gone in through, you know, under the waterfalls. You know, I imagine like skeletons got various ways to get in and out, but I'm sure there's certain ones that, you know, lead to certain doom and others are safe. So it's it works for the story, but it kind of feels like there would be multiple ways to get in. Castle Grayskull, there's only one way to get in. There What's your thoughts on, on the actual design of Shigar, Nathan? Like, I know you're seeing this for the first time. Is it kind of come off as 
you know, okay. Does it leave any impact? Does it, uh, you know, has, has that Cthulhu, you know? I, yeah, no, no, no. I, I think that it's fine. I also think that it, it works in its favor that they they made him pretty big compared yeah. to everybody else. I was going to ask you guys about this too because I know a lot of people like Fisto, but how do they feel yeah. about his? How do they? How do you guys feel about his voice? Like, what, I think it's what, badass. I love, I think it's badass. What was the need though to sort of have like that echo effect to his voice? Just a cool effect. Just I love cool this effect. Like nothing. Yeah. I, I, I think it, it makes him sound more powerful with the, with a, a really thick, booming, echoey voice like that. It just makes it makes the character look, sound that much more imposing. Even though he's a very good guy, he sounds very imposing when you got a voice like that. And it's a metallic echoing. It's yeah, something that yeah. Works so beautiful. It's yeah, so I cool. Love it. I, I was I was really taken aback, like in a positive way, when I heard it for the first time as a kid. It just sounded love so it. cool. And the voice of Shigora is frightening too. Yeah, yeah. John Roman did a good job with that. God, I love it. That's what I mean. Just great voice work for it. But here he comes, like, okay, now you go. You, you got I, I mean, I mean that sort of that yell battle cry thing is quite intimidating too. Oh, I love that. I like that. those yeah. group shots you see of all of all the heroes and villains yeah. together like that. It just looks really cool. It's cool, yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's like a whole giant team that's gonna have yeah. to take up. Any any bombs. plans for like a classics figure? Was this ever no. something that? No, no, no. They never had plans. Probably not. I know They're Axel threw in a reference to Shigor in one of the many comics he worked on. Yeah, there's one panel of Shigor out in outer space, which I thought, yeah, oh, that's a nice touch. Probably never be made and. It's just because it, it's too big, and he's probably so obscure. They figure most fans wouldn't want him, but I know my ass. I'd buy that damn thing. Hell yeah, I'd, I'd buy one too. Yes. But, well, there, Shigoro, bam. He disappeared. Now they have to deal with these crazy ass. These little things just always freak me out. They just seem creepy. Not like really terrifying or terrifying imposing, but just like annoying little shits that, you know, are just <laughs> bothersome. Just, you know, to keep them occupied until, obviously, they got to go take care of Shigoro. And you see some cool little things like Trapjaw, Fisto kind of doing a team up. That's what yeah. I like of the dynamic. You got to see one good guy, one bad guy doing something together to stop these little pests. Yeah, like work, yeah, working together like that. Like it's all temporary, but it's fun for the episode to see them having to work together. And it's not just something that's said like you having this moment with Evelyn and Tila, Fisto and Trapjaw and Skeletor and He-Man. Like it's just really cool to see them actually helping each other out begrudgingly, of course, but that's saying true to the characters that, you know, as a kid, you're watching this like, wow, they might become good guys. But as an adult, you watch this like they have to stay in character. They have to do it. Yeah, like that. Like, Evelyn and Tila and like, you know, won't happen again. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's that's how you need to see Evelyn. Like she's doing it, but letting you know we're still enemies. Mm hmm. I like that. And more beyond just a wind breath, you see a tornado breath that He-Man could do. I always like seeing when He-Man would do something different that, you know, it's kind of. You know, something you didn't see all the time. We've seen his super breath, but I like seeing that kind of tornado thing. It's kind of cool. So where would they go once they're inside of Orko's hat, though? Like, <laughs> like as, as I almost felt like, you know what? That's probably like the mouth of madness. You like, you just you just probably don't really want to know the answer to that one. There. But I'd like to think it's a test of how powerful he, he is, you know? Right. That he could and dispose like of quickly. something like that. And Skeletor helping He-Man. He was like, you, you helped me, and I helped you. Pretty much that's it. We're even. So... You don't see that too much too often either, where Skeletor is like, okay, I'll, I'll get you back, you know, one in return. Now we're cool. I do like, I like the idea. That. I know, I know the way, Demon. I've been there before. You know, it's, it's a way of saying, like, just letting you know, like, this is not a good idea. Like, we don't have much of a choice, but God, now he has got to worry about two threats. <laughs> 
I think they're, they're, I mean, even though He-Man probably knows what the end game is going to be at the end of this, uh, it is cool that they still transition to this part where Skeletor is like, all right, once we get this out of the way, then I'm where I want to be, and we we can finally take over, and that's when Evil Lynn is kind of like, oh, well, maybe this was a good idea after all. Now, that That's a true heel. Like, it, it, no matter what's going on, they're still thinking of themselves. Like, they, they just... I mean, because they wouldn't have to do any of this, but obviously they see the advantage of helping out, you know, to benefit themselves here. This is when Shigora really freaked me out as a kid. You'll know the part, I'm sure. Yeah, Tyler knows it. I've said it so many times. Mm -hmm. First, you saw massive, you know, he is there. But when you have the sorceress with, you know, all the power of Grayskull, when she's doing this to him and he's just laughing, like, oh, my God, that's when I was scared. But the next blast she gives... And that face he makes, I was like, it's, it's over. That, as a kid, it did. It officially had me frightened. Right here, her last chance. This, yeah, watch that blast. And, and he is pissed. And I was like, oh, my God. I hated that moment. Those wide eyes. I always say, I hate wide eyes. It's frightening. It's like, you know, there's just nothing there. Seeing like children of the damned. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, like children of the damned. Yeah, kind of. I can see Joe being freaked out by a bunch of like albino kids. <laughs> I guess in that movie, their eyes weren't entirely white. Now that I think about it, I guess were they yellow? I'm, I'm thinking of the remake. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it was yellow. I, I like Skeletor yeah, observing like how He Man does get in. Yeah, Which, this, this is continuity because this is how he yeah. does. Yeah, it's a good line after that. Oh, that's how he does it. Yeah. That's how he does it. Yeah, I always love that part. Not, it's a nice touch. It's just a moment like that that has nothing to do with the story, but it's a nice, a nice, you know, uh, little tidbit thrown in there with the villains, you know, for Skeletor. I like this panning shot. Like, everyone be careful. Be on the lookout. Like, it's just cool to see the pan shot of everybody. Yep, see where is the sorceress? And up comes another part. That's right. Look at that. That's his throne now, boy. He's sitting up there proudly. Sorceress like his prisoner. Do his bidding. Yeah, I kind of got like a job of the hut, uh, yeah. Princess Leia vibe from that shot. Yeah, he clearly is. I mean, that yeah, this this kind of monsters like Jabba the Hutt. I mean, they're unforgettable. But I mean, Here the cool thing about this episode is it, it, you're thinking, what's it gonna take? Yeah, to take him down. That part, you know? though, yeah, and with the sorceress, when he turned her into that harpy, she's, again, scared the shit out of me. That's just frightening. That cackle. Oh, I hate that cackle. Yeah, Linda Garrett knew how to cackle. She knew how to do everything on this show. We need that. We need a harpy sorceress figure right there. I'd buy it. Oh, there he goes. He's shooting. She's shooting back. Ah, yep, while she's doing all that, he's going to try to open uh, the gate to his world. Because his plan is to suck Eternia, which it always sounded frightening. He just sucked the entire planet, Grayskull, everything into his own dimension. But yeah, he's like, we need her. We got, we need her magic, so you can't be doing that. Skeletor was ready to take out the sorceress there. but it, it, And again, you'll see some stuff that's cool is Evelyn, what she does. Again, another cool favor. And it shows her power and magic, how she could reverse that from Shigora, Shigora's spell. It's like, she's damn powerful. Was that something that uh, also ended up being explored throughout the the series, or you just kind of get hints of how powerful she is? 
pretty much just hints. They, 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 I mean, a lot of this stuff too. It's like a lot of this is written for because I mean, Castle Grayskull has been broken into like so many times by Skeletor and various other characters. So it's just kind of like same thing with Evelyn. She just blinked her eyes and turned, you know, turned away. Didn't even need to say a word, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty much you know just kind of hinted at in variations. But I think if you kind of put it all together, you kind of get an idea of just how powerful she is. Um, Clearly, Skeletor's you know overmatched her. I mean, I've always felt that. But I think all if if he just gave her respect, she she probably wouldn't be so quick to you know put a knife in his back all the time. <laughs> I like that. that and I like the, the the shot of all the heroes running to Shigora. Yep, that's just really cool. The muscles got to try to take yeah, care the of. Yeah, muscles well, jumping into action here. Yep, yeah. hold on to Shigora while they do all the damn magic. They're the ones that got to do the stuff to. Yeah, this this, this moment it. I really enjoyed as a kid, just seeing all all the various groups doing their part, teaming up, and uh, and then seeing Shigora just knock the hell out of everybody except He Man. Yeah. That was just cool. Just really just showing. I mean, obviously he struggled with them, so it just it gives you an idea just how strong everybody is. But you know, he yeah. man is going to be the one that holds on. You know, he took like a the back burner in this episode. He barely did anything. He was just kind of there. Who's that? <laughs> he really didn't do. Was he do just run at one time, and then when that fire comes up, it blocks him. But man at arms really didn't do anything you know well for this part you know compared to the beginning where he's yeah no and really i think with this episode too featuring fist and whiplash for the first time you they're they're wanting to you know showcase the new characters a lot more prominently whereas you know man at arms is in almost every single episode so i kind of it's 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 probably it's he shows up yeah here and there but he yeah he doesn't do squat in this episode which is probably (laughs) for the better i mean also i'd rather see more whiplash and fisto action than men at arms honestly (laughs) Yeah, at least just could do something. I mean, Nathan, you agree, don't you, Nathan? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I, I don't enjoy Man in Arms that much. If he's written right, I, I love him to death. But for the most part, you know, he's just kind of, you know, there. I don't I like mean, to show Skeletor laughing, and they they slowly turn trapped. Y'all look so like you know badass as he like turns and walks away with Skeletor. Just cool. What were you saying, Nathan? I was just going to say, Man in Arms will always hold the, the place of my first eBay purchase of getting the 2000X figure. Oh, yeah. So, Oracle is useful. He got to do his magic, so he had his little part. He did a yeah. little bit of lightning, hurt Shigoro's tentacle, and there, Shigoro got knocked back into his dimension. Yeah, and that that's what Axel drew, was this this that nod to his dimension out in outer space. Like it, I forgot yeah. which book it is, but there's a, a, an illustration of Shigoro out in outer space like that. And this is fun, you know. I like this. This, this is a clever way of, of right of finishing up this this little B story of Skeletor trying to Did they take, take advantage. Dragon of it. from that one door, Tyler. They showed that like dragon. Isn't that the one they used for the two thousand X Castle Grayskull with that little design with that dragon? If I'm not mistaken, I, I'd have to see it again. I didn't catch it. Oh no problem. But yeah, it was on one of those doors. But I like this. The typical thing where. The good guy's locking the door, you know, to make you think this is the door that has all the magic and the secrets of Grayskull. I always yeah. got a kick out of this. It's a pretty clever way because it makes sense. Like you, you buy this as a way of wrapping up Skeletor's part. Yeah. And knowing that it's better that it takes him right back to Snake Mountain because that's the biggest middle finger. Like not trapping someplace else. We're just going to send you right back to your place. Exactly. It's a great edit transition to. Skeletor, <laughs> just you picture him like going to like a cussing frenzy. 
that's kicking it. cats and stuff like that. Oh wait, there. You see, Orko, now you are you're actually useful. I hate sure. it when they do that. It's like, God, you guys go back to the well all the time making him look like a little you know, a little jerk off. It's like it's like stop doing that. You know, he's one of the boys. You know? Yeah, I would I've never, never write Orko this. like that. Yeah, I never thought of him as being any kind of worthless character. Never no, any anybody that was in the car. Yeah. Well, not about Prince Adam maybe. <laughs> He would much yeah. rather be at Hot Topic. Yeah, yeah getting guitar picks and macking on Hot Topic chicks, you know, talking about the latest t-shirts on sale. That's right. And he, and he Make sure you always give a helping hand. It might not be as big as mine. Yeah. So cool. There you go. I love Filmation Fisto. Beats the hell out of anything in NYP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that verse sucks. <laughs> I enjoyed this Fisto much more. There's a lot Hell of things yeah. in NYP I'd like to, but uh, yeah, this Fisto I like a lot better than the NYP Fisto. Well, Nathan, what but, are your well, thoughts on it after we, you know, wrapping yeah. that up, man? Do you, well, I mean, you... yeah, no, it's cool. Anytime heroes and villains have to team up to to go against a, a greater force that threatens both of them and the entire universe that they're in, that's that's always cool. Uh, I always try to bring stuff back to wrestling. I'm honestly surprised there hasn't been more of that where you have like your top heel and your top baby face that have been feuding and feuding and feuding. And here comes like someone that comes along that doesn't care that just destroys them both. And they have to find a way to vanquish this guy and then they can go back to feuding. Maybe that's happened before, but they did it in the episode trust, but I would, which was fine in NYP, but I would let it see an episode or, or something done was just him and Skeletor. No Havoc staff, no power sword. They're trapped someplace. They got to get out. You know, I'm sure Skeletor tries to take advantage of you and then realizes, look, I can't keep doing this. I'll never get out of here. Like, I would love to see that where they're really talking to each other as two guys. Why do you hate me so much? Like, why is it you're constantly a pain in my ass all the time? Like, having those moments and then they finally really get out and they're like, you know what? Maybe another day, He-Man, where I'm not, I'm not fighting you today. Something, something or, like or, that. Or, you know, what if they took it in a different direction where the the new threat becomes the main villain and the team-up just sort of sticks for a while? Only temporary. Like, I, 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 could, I, could, I could do that, but only if at the, at the end of it we have to have Skeletor come back to being, like, the real douchebag that he is. Well, I'm saying that, like, you can build it and build it to where it's like, you know what, maybe Skeletor's finally... Finally... Turned over that new leaf. He, yeah. he might be, he might be a decent guy, and then boom, yeah. He, he, like bring him in, get him in the palm of your hand, and then just you know, ultimately then he, pull, he pulls the yes. hood off, and it's like it's me, Austin. You know, yeah, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Who that will make him reverse that because I know how pissed off Nathan gets about that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, lots of stuff back then. We're I mentioned you earlier, but thank you for joining us. I didn't know if you were there uh, earlier during the show. I didn't see any of the chat while we were doing the commentary. So now, real quickly, I was going to say, if anybody here in the chat room, if you have any questions for us, if you want to ask something about the comics cartoon, the movies, the toys, anything, some hypotheticals, shoot them at us right now, because I'll pass it to Tyler if there's anything he wants to recommend or say. And why the hell is it I'm finally being fluid on this damn thing as I'm looking on YouTube? It's graining as hell. I, I, I don't, I, dude, I don't know. It, Hangouts is a strange beast. 
It's the first time I was fluid. It might be in VHS quality, but I love it. See, that just shows I'm always about old school. Even my technology, <laughs> I love it. I like this look. It's like it's like black dynamite. That's I was gonna say it's shot in black great. dynamite, you know. It, everything on Joe's in shot in film. That's right, you're gonna see a boom mic popping right here or something. That's so I love it. It's like this the quick the... like jump cuts and stuff like that when Joe's talking and you know, poor editing, you know, the sound cuts <laughs> in and out and it does happen. I am I'm, I'm the black dynamite of the podcast right here with everything from the technology. This is fantastic. Um, Grimbot in the chat room says, when are we going to review our next newspaper strip story? Well, I'll tell you what. How about next week, Tyler? We'll do the next installment. In the Why newspaper. the hell not? All right. That's good. Thank you for that, Grimbot, because we love that. And we, you're right. We've been pacing it. And Nathan, you don't have that book, though, right? No, I do not. He's like, don't have to buy it. I'm going to have to spend more money. Haven't I? Haven't I done enough? Read it. You could read one of the stories or something. But okay. But thank you for that, Grimbot. Like, um, Invitational question for Tyler: Have you ever considered growing an Orange Fisto style beard? I keep trying to tell him to do it. I'm like, just grow a beard, man. And he said, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna here. Here's Tyler's answer. He doesn't even have to answer this question. I will answer it for you, as Tyler. Man, for grow a beard, this is gonna be all. I'm gonna look like one of them hipster kids." It goes to Starbucks and they listen to their trendy music and they're in their, all their stuff and they're trendy and uh, yuck fest. There you go. Yeah, pretty much there. I'm not, I'm also not, I'm not comfortable having like long hair on my face. I feel dirty and, and gross. I like to keep a five o'clock shadow. Um, but I, I, and plus orange, I have blonde hair. My, my, my beard is a, a mix of blonde and uh, blonde and, uh, and brown. So if I, if I could grow, if I could grow a beard, I would do it. Just for you, but I can't. Well, well, I, I appreciate the, the the thought. You know, no, no, I, I'm not growing it for you. Growing it, growing it for imitation. Um, yeah, or it, 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 uh, how is that username? How are you saying it, Joe? Oh, oh wait a second! I've been saying imitational. It is. Yeah, it's no, it's imitational. It, yeah. Okay, good. See, I just corrected it after you said that. I just reread it. So, emotional. Thank you for that. As for me, I never liked facial hair at all because uh, the way I eat. It'd be too messy. I like licking my lips <laughs> and face. And... I'm just being honest. What napkins are for, Joe? It, it, I don't like napkins. I like Joe, Joe would be like Ed and Nicky Gunn. He's got clumps of banana hanging on the side of his face. You got something on your face, Joe. Plop. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get it? Um, okay. Delta78 said, Joe, do you have a link to the Masters of the Universe Facebook page with the Snake Mountain Mold done as a jungle play set? I don't um, have a link to that page, but I do have that picture. I can send that to you, Delvis, because, yeah, we've seen that early look of like a snake mountain jungle set thing that they had which is pretty cool so i will send it to you zentron i am not seeing your movie quote so please put it in now so there's a 30 second delay by the time i read through these others it should pop up and i'm not seeing a movie quote right now um emotional said beards are for the cookie cutters all right um Fedmon, Tyler yeah that's right i'm above everybody else i'm my own <laughs> thing so i steal my, my my look from Arnold and, and, and uh and sunny crockett all right. Well, in, um, Fedmon says, he wishes he was that cool. What? <laughs> go, go ahead, Joe. Okay. Feb, Fedmon said, Tyler keeps mentioning university. Is he a student or a teacher or a janitor? I so, am a te yes. teacher. Yes. I'm a teacher of custodial arts. No, he's not a custodian here. He, uh, you are, you're basically what? You're the one man crew of replenishing Coca Cola products throughout the campus? Yeah, I take care of the dining halls and the stores on campus by ordering and stocking them up with uh, Coca-Cola products. Yes, yeah, so it's all on me to keep the all? campus filled up. Can you fix the machines as well? 
Now, I, I don't deal with the machines. There's another guy that I, I've helped with the machines and filling out, but I, I, there's one guy who does who does it fluidly. Like, he knows every machine on campus and every dorm, every building. He takes care I mean, of that. I, I take care of the dining halls. Here's something goofy. The job that I used to do, like I said, before I started doing customs for a living, 10 years I've worked in a factory doing shipping, receiving, warehousing, everything you can think of being a grunt. Them paying me barely the price of what one person gets. I should have had a, a big raise. They never gave it to me. So I was just being slave labored around there. But so much so to where if the pop machine broke, I had to go in there and learn to fix it. So I was fixing our Coke machine that we had because they didn't want to pay a professional to come out. So I fixed they don't, the pop I, That's the thing. They don't pay. That, that, that's the, if we have a machine where all you have to do is place a call and we come fix it for you for free. They must have just like tormenting you, Joe. Because I, I, I just picture Joe's like the Fonz, man. What? He just like kicks it and then kicks a can it, falls yeah. down. And, like a can of Coke comes yeah, out. It's, it's something fixed. that eventually hey. they bought to own to where they didn't call people in to even fill it. Like they bought it, they owned it, and I would fill up the pop machine. Uh, oh, God. I'm, I'm having flashbacks. It was horrible because they'd have me go to the store picking up cases of pop. Then I'd bring it into work and then I'd have to fill it up. And It's going to be like Black Dynamite and his Vietnam flashback. Yeah. Exactly. I was looking off like this, looking into the <laughs> distance. Oh, Jesus. Um, okay. Uh, Delvis said again, sent that picture to me. Do I know the page it was from? I don't, Delvis. I'm going to try to It's from it the out. Power and Honor yeah. Foundation. They're the ones that I think got got, got hold okay. of it. And, and of course, Groobot said it's on James Etop's wall, so you can yeah. definitely see it there. Um, Maxworks says, Joe, write your faker stories so we can make a comic out of it. Will you do that? Yes. I, I want to do a faker story that I'll be doing with uh, Karsten along with Zodak. So, yeah, those are things that I have to get on as well. I, I've been having a lot of other projects and personal yeah, things. Carson, you got to get that Clant Chap Ninja comic done first there, buddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll get Before you start piling up all these projects, let's get one done first there, man. Actually, how about I just uh, come on and write some story, and we can do that before any of the other ones Tyler has lined up for you. Yeah, you know what the hell with what uh, Carson's already done. Let's just put that in the back burner. Then Nathan come in and just come up with, you know, a story about how he says, you know, uh, Lizardman stinks. It'd just be funny just to say Lizardman stinks just to piss Tyler off. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. He probably would do something like that to you, too. Of course he would. L- Lizardman right. is the, the beefcake of oh, God. the heroic that, orders. Wow. Yeah, man, I, I will have to beefcake. Nathan that. Right I, there. I, yeah. Oh, well, I, I, no, I, I get yeah, I was confused. There we go. Beefcake. Yeah, Joe, you, you see I got beefcake set up right there? That's good. That's yeah. good. He's that was good. good. <laughs> Wait, like, what a what a lackluster <laughs> reaction. That's uh that's pretty good. Good for you, man. It's meant to be a joke, and Joe Claire's like, hmm, that's uh that's uh, well, because no Joe likes beefcake though. I know, but I, I just figured Joe we'd get more of a rise. Still, I still there. can't believe that you, you put him on your WrestleMania card. I'm still hanging on to that one, Joe. Beefcake's a good wrestler. I like beefcake. <laughs> 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 All I gotta do is in the red beefcake. That's also that's still funny to me. Yeah, he still won't. Yeah. And Zentron, it's weird. I see when you make a comment like right there, but your quote, I don't know why your quote wouldn't come up. I see everything else. Switch to live chat. I gotcha. What the hell is, can you do that? Yeah. 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 You just right there on the chat. I think on there, it defaults to top chat. If you click on that with a little arrow, you can set to live chat. The quote is. It does. <laughs> okay, well, now I see it. Hold on. Let me scroll up. Well, look at that. There's been something called live chat. Never seen it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, here's this quote from Fans of Power. It does seem to have an open door policy for assholes, doesn't it? Hmm. 
<clears throat> I think it's uh I think it's uh Friday thirteenth um part eight. Wouldn't it be something if there was something from Friday? I was making 13th? that up. Yeah. Clearly it's not from that, but I just uh What about you, Nathan? Do you know it? Because I'm gonna have to wait to see what he puts because no, I, I Joe, when it comes to movie quotes, I'm about as bad as you. Unless it's something that Tyler and I have purposely said to one another for like the last twenty years, then uh, like double play, Jackass. Well, Zentron, you're gonna have to put it there in the bottom. Heather's. What the hell is Heather's? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, the Christian Slater, uh, Winona Ryder film. Oh, that wasn't my. Sorry, Zentron, you got. Really, me, I, I figured that would have been something that you would have been into. I, I know Tyler didn't mention anything. I want to throw this out in the description below. It's a new link. You guys can now download and print out your own Joe Amato Modulog mask. So you yes. guys, you hit up that link and download that and. You know, <laughs> just let you know about that. Print out based, a mask and put it on before it's the based show. On an image in a com or in a uh, color book, based on it. But I did draw this all up. I designed it. I have everything, and it's like uniformed on both sides. I, it, this took a lot of Photoshop and work, but I'm still trying to think of something because I'm thinking it'd be cool if we had maybe for an episode. Maybe people did download that mask. See if we can get the craziest picture of somebody wearing this mask out in public, and maybe we'll give them a prize or something. I'd love to see if people could take this Modulock mask, wear it out in public, see what you could do, and maybe I can get them a prize. We need so someone acting like they're, they're they're giving praise and thanks to the cult of Amato somewhere. Do you imagine being at the like church? Oh my god! Yeah. Here's the, here's the top three pictures that I want for anyone that's going to print this out and go into public. One, I want I want you inside of a Dollar Tree. Right there at the the frozen food section with El Monterey burritos. Two, yeah, yes. I I want a picture of you beside of a dumpster, and it needs to kind of look like either you're digging into it, or you can get you a found friend. Something that's you, know, you can you can get a friend to dress up as King Coupon, however you want, and have them like handing you something. But you got there's got to be a dumpster in the background. And the third one is uh, I want you to be outside of a McDonald's, but grabbing a Happy Meal toy. Off the ground in the parking lot, or That's from a kid pushing a kid down and taking the toy. Yeah, you get a get a picture of the kid crying next to you, and you're as you're walking away with their toy, and you got a big thumbs up. You know, like you're quite proud of you know your deed for the day. Oh my god, could you imagine them getting in the church too? Maybe even have some people like coming up to. I, you know, I don't want to get anyone. I, no, no, that no. Sort I will say if you can get two people to approach you and you're 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 doing like the you know praise me, you know, the my almighty. And they're Amato. doing like the Wayne's World and just yes, like yes, bowing if you down get to two you. Two people to to act like they're bowing down to you know they're giving praise to you know the, you know. But the other rule is please wear pants because we know Joe doesn't wear pants. Yeah. Those are all great. Oh my god, if that happens, yeah, we'll we'll definitely. I'll have to get out some prizes or something for people. They did that. That'd be the best thing. Because remember, if you do download this and you want, remember you can find me on Facebook. If you don't, if you're not already on my friends list, and I don't know if you use Facebook, but yeah, you could just you know who I am. You'll see me. You'll see my avatar. You know who Joe Amato is on um, Instagram. I'm Joe Amato Customs. So there's. I need, I need can... to plug. I need to plug your Instagram on there. Yeah, and even Twitter. It's Joe Amato, and then the number two. So that's how you can find me on uh, Twitter also. So if you can, with any of those formats, find me, then yeah. Now, wh where, where is like the nearest worship center for, for the uh, the culture of a model? Like, where can they go to get pamphlets to have, you know, right, uh, right. You know group that's worship? Well, you know? no, you show up to any church and then you do you do the knock from, uh, mm, let's see. Matching the gas tank, boom, boom. 
Yeah, e either that or, you know, just knock the theme to Three's Company or something, and that should... Yeah, that should or I'll knock the on a door. <laughs> yeah. <It's> even better. <laughs> Wait, what about Jim Carrey when he made that insane nonsense knock in Dumb and Dumber? Dun, 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 dun. It didn't even make sense. There was no rhythm to it, no rhyme, no reason. What he said and then you have knock. to say, what's the magic word? New England clam chowder. Is it the red or the white? <laughs> you know, I can never remember that. Uh, man, I, I will say this too before we close up. Check out all the links down below. I know Tyler likes to plug uh, Axel's work, Kevin Sharp's work, mm -hmm. Joe Motto's customs, buy Joe's t shirts. All those links are down below. Download his mask. Uh, Carson, uh, your Instagram's down there as well, dude. So you guys check out his artwork, hit him up, come up with your own comic ideas. That way we can get Tyler's stuff out of the way. He's He's had enough, his time is done. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? But let me thank everybody again in the chat room. It was amazing. Yes, who that will? We need a cold of model T-shirt. That would be yeah. kind of cool. I did. Joe, come on, you got the T-shirt shop. Make it happen. I could do that. I could if people were. Oh my god, can you imagine if they wore something like that? But then I would yes. sound probably like an egomaniac. I can't have that. Oh That's yeah, the we joke. can't. That's we can't, joke, man. We can't have any more of that on the show. Well, and I'll be, we already got one of those. So you know, everyone knows you're the lovable egomaniac. I, you know, I'm the prick. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, let me just see. Look, look at look, look at wearing like a draped over his head, like you know, you know. Like, is that is that how Joe, Joe walks in instead of a, a, like a a priest robe? He walks in with like a flannel scarf over his head, with his hands like this, you know. Hey, and then they come up and like pay this. their respects, you know. I always look like it's it's like shrouded like this, and then I look up into the heavens to see everything or something. But oh god, I can't even do it because I'm just curious. Uh, like when people pass like the collection plate, did they put in coupons in the collection plate since you won't accept cash? Because you see, consider it like a slap in the face. Like if they give you coupons, will you accept that? Like I ain't no charity case, man. Give me the coupons. I'm good for that. Give me candy. I like chocolate. I just like Hershey. Yeah, bad. They bake them cookies. Yeah, like people shoot. bring like I, 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 I put a cookie in my pocket. It's got lint on, it, and they put it in the collection plate. Joe's like. Hmm. I mean, that's basically yeah. what I did with the cookies before I mailed them off to him. Just put them in your nice. pocket, like the roll them around in lint. Yep. Extra or or shoved them on my ass. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Um, everyone in the chat room, thank you for joining us. It was a blast having We love having you here every week. We hope, of course, you would join us here next week. It's a, And uh, for anybody that's new to the channel, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and ring that bell down there so you can always be notified when we have new content when we go live of anything. So, I want to say, until next time, have a powerful day. Did you know this church was built in the exact center of the city? The elders decreed it so that everyone could be equally close to God. I like that, the geometry of belief. I don't I know. Nathan, neither one you... of you guys are going to get this one. I just say it anyway. Yeah, probably not. It's probably. Nathan's seen it. I know Nathan's seen it. Joe's probably like, eh, I don't know what that is. It's like, I don't have a clue on that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't think anybody would. What so is it? Do we do we wait? Oh, I was gonna say Joe's gonna like do the inevitable. Like, you know, like, I don't know, man. Is it from Caddyshack? Oh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> Hold on. No, it's it's Ultron from said... Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh, never mind. Then JSP didn't oh. have it right. Whoa, JSP right. said... I'm kind of surprised JSP. you would pull it from a Marvel film since you kind of one like... of the last good Marvel movies that's not completely like, packed out the ass with you know. <laughs> Oh, you know. and yes, everybody, hope you have a happy and safe new year because thank you, Omega Taurus, and happy new year's. But yes, everybody, have a great, happy, safe new year. 
Yeah. We'll see you in 2019. Yeah, if you're going to drink a lot, uh, either have a DD or just drink at home like I usually do. Just stock up on, you know, frozen burritos and stay at home and drink. There you go. See, Maybe Nathan will stream, yep. you know, uh, tournament fighters, TMNT tournament fighters or you Sunset Riders or something. Something from Konami. Now you're going to get Joel on that kick. He's going to immediately start messing. Hey, you, you streaming tonight? Hey, you Can't gonna, wait. You going to be streaming so, any video games? I'm waiting, Nathan. I'm just waiting for this stream tonight. <sighs> That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys next time. See you guys.